want to talk to you on the subject of the profound prayers of obscure people. In 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9, it reads this way. It says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Look at your neighbor and tell him, Sometimes your pain. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to keep you awake this morning. <laughs> All the married people are like, hey, thank you, Pastor. It says here, his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Verse 10, and Jabez called on the Lord, of it, on the Lord God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. And here's the key. So God granted him what he requested. And how many know when you pray, God will answer? Amen. Give your neighbor a high five to him. I'm glad you came to church this morning. And you may be seated today. I want to talk to you about the profound prayers of obscure people. As we enter into this brand new year as a church, and how many know we're really going in together? We're coming together, first and foremost, as an army of prayer. And last Sunday night, we determined in our heart that we would begin to start out the year in prayer. We had a wonderful turnout uh, last Sunday night of people that came out really into pressing before the Lord. And if you're a part of Victor Outreach San Diego, you're part of a church that we believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. I believe, you know, if you're part of this church, you're going to learn how to live life on your knees. And tonight we're going to be doing that again because prayer is so important. There's a wooing of the spirit. And whenever God calls us to prayer, how many know the Holy Spirit will woo us? will draw us near. The Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. And so this wooing of the spirit into prayer is something that we understand that God always calls us to prayer for our benefit. Put your hand on your heart and say, it's for my benefit. You know, before our prayers can benefit others, how many know our prayers must first benefit us? And so whenever God calls us to prayer, he always calls us to prayer for our benefit. What does prayer do for us? The first thing is that prayer always benefits our outlook. That's a good question to ask ourselves this morning is what is our outlook? What is our attitude? You see, because as you go into a new year, you might come into a new year with a particular outlook. You might come into a new year with a particular attitude. And what prayer does for us, friends, is that prayer raises our level of faith. Last week, they talked a little bit about praying in the perspective. I mean, we were here last week. And one of the things that prayer does for us is it always raises our expectation. It raises our level of faith. I believe there could be some people here this morning that you need God to raise your expectation. Every time you come into this place, you're not coming in just for a religious experience. 
that you're not coming in just to check in and do the sign of the cross, but you're coming in understanding that when you approach a God of power by faith, God is able to come through. Can I hear an amen? How many of you have needs within your life? Then I really believe that as we come to the Lord this year, we must ask the Lord to raise our level of expectation and raise our level of faith. The second thing is that prayer not only benefits our outlook and our attitude, but secondly, prayer, watch this, it shapes and sharpens our thinking. When you begin to get down in prayer, it begins to shape, it begins to sharpen the way you're thinking. Let me put it this way. Prayer gives us God's mind. Are you with me today? How many say in 2016, I don't want my mind. I want God's mind. I don't want my mind on the matter. I want God's mind on the matter. I don't want my mind on the marriage. I want God's mind on the marriage. I don't want my mind about the kids. Come on, help me preach this a little bit this morning. I want God's mind about the kids. They don't look like they're doing too well right now, but how many know in my mind they're not doing good, but in God's mind, he's got a plan for their life, and we serve a God that is able to save our children. Can I hear an amen? See, when you begin to get down in prayer, prayer begins to shape. It begins to sharpen your mind. Here's what I want to say to you. It begins to take you out of natural thinking into supernatural thinking. How many here this morning say, I need some supernatural thinking? Look at your neighbor and tell them you need supernatural thinking. So when you begin to get down into prayer, watch this. It takes you from the natural into the supernatural. It takes you out of fear into faith. Come on, help me a little bit this morning. So we got to pray. And we've got to get down before the Lord. And we've got to ask the Lord for some things and to take control of our mind. I believe that 2016 is a year that when we begin to pray, we can be, begin to believe God for the miraculous. That when we begin to pray, we begin to ask God to do supernatural things within our life. Things that we never thought could be done. Things we never thought or imagined could happen within our life. You might have a situation in your life that seems dead. It seems like it's never going to get better. But how many know when you get down in prayer and you get God's mind about the matter, all of a sudden you stop seeing it with your eyes and you start seeing it through the eyes of faith. The third thing prayer does is not only does it shape and sharpen our thinking, but it really releases supernatural power. And if I were to ask you a question this morning, how many of you need power within your life? How many know we can only go so far in our own ability? How many know we can only go so far in our own strength? How many of you, when you look back at 2015, you find that at the places of failure were times you failed because you tried to do it in your own power? Come on, help me a little bit. Wake up a little bit today. You try to do it in your own power. But how many know in 2016, you're not going to do it in your own power? How many are going to do it in God's power, in the supernatural power of the Holy Ghost? Come on, give God a praise if you can today. Let me close this thought with this statement. Why is prayer important? Because prayer brings positive change within our life. Prayer brings an upgrade. Somebody say an upgrade. Look over at your neighbor and tell them you're going to get an upgrade this year. How many of you like upgrades? 
How many like when the company t calls you and tells you you just got an upgrade? They, they call you and say, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for being faithful to our company. We're going to go ahead and give you an upgrade. Come on, somebody. How many thank, thank, thank God when the credit card company calls you and says, hey, guess what? We just gave you an upgrade. Well, I got a word for you here today. When you begin to get down in prayer, heaven's going to call you and say, this year you're getting an upgrade. This year you're getting a breakthrough. Come on, this year you're going to the next level. Come on and shout and praise him this morning. Prayer gives us a positive upgrade. And there's a simple man in scripture who prayed a profound prayer over his life. His name was Jabez. But in the scripture that we read, we find that according to the story, his mother gave him the wrong name. She named him Jabez. The word Jabez means pain. Another definition of that word means sorrow maker. And when you look at Jabez's name and you look at his mother's intention for his life, his life was supposed to be full of pain. His life was supposed to be full of problems. His life was supposed to be sorrowful and full of loss and unproductive and unfruitful. And there might be some of us here this morning that when we begin to look at our 2016, it's hard to anticipate any fruit. You might feel like this is going to be a year of sorrow and a year of trouble and a year of problems. But what we find about Jabez is that there was not much expected from his life. People didn't expect much to come out of him. People didn't expect much from him. But what I see is that Jabez, watch this, he must have had a conversation with himself. He must have sat himself down. Can I hear an amen? Have you ever just sat yourself down? And had a little talk with yourself and begin to have a little uh, listening session with yourself and begin to have a conversation with yourself. And Jabez must have sat himself down and had a little bit of a conversation with himself and said to himself, people aren't expecting much of us, Jabez. People aren't expecting us to do much with our life. People aren't saying that we're going to accomplish anything this year. But Jabez must have said, not if we have anything to do with it. We're going to begin to rise up to everything that God has for us us. And here's what I believe that Jabez did after he had that conversation. He tapped into the only one, watch this, that could bring that change within his life. The only one that was able to bring that change within his life was the God of heaven. It was only God that could bring the change. It was only God that could bring the breakthrough. It was only God that could bring the positive upgrade. And how many of you need some things in 2016? Well, you better understand that this year that it's only God that's going to make it happen. It's only God that's going to bring that breakthrough. Jabez cried out to God. And there were four things that Jabez prayed for his life. The first thing, write this down, is that he prayed for something called divine or supernatural ennoblement. The scripture tells us that he cried out to God and he said to the Lord, he said, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me. And what Jabez was asking of the Lord is he was saying, Lord, I need a blessing on my life. How many of you need a blessing on your life? Come on, God bless a few of you that are honest this morning. How many of you are coming into this year and say, you know what, man, I need a blessing on my life. I need a blessing on my marriage. I need a blessing on my life. Well, the Bible tells us that Jabez, he said, oh, God, that you would bless me. And what Jabez was really asking for 
is he was asking for a blessing that would upgrade or elevate his status. The word ennoble means to dignify. The word ennoble means to honor. The word ennoble means to exalt or to give a rank to or to give a title to. Now, Jabez prayed a prayer that a man who was nothing, watch this, would become something. Or a woman that was nothing would become something. And Jabez went to the Lord and he literally prayed a prayer that he wanted God, watch this, to pull him out of the pit of obscurity. He wanted to pray a prayer because Jabez, watch this, had a desire to live higher than the low expectations of his family. Am I talking to anybody this morning? He wanted to live a life that was higher than people's low expectations. I believe there could be some people here this morning that you know what it is to have to live under the cloud of people's low expectations of you. Oh, come on. They said you'll never make it in the things of God. They said you'll never become a leader. They said you'll never reach your full potential. They said your marriage would never make it. They said you'll never be blessed financially. They said you'll never be healed. They said your kids will never get saved. They said you'll never be that person that God has called you to be. But Jabez said, not if I have anything to do with it. I serve a God that can take the foolish things of the world and confound the wise. Come on and help me preach this morning. It was something inside of him that said, Lord, I want you to upgrade my status. By doing this, Jabez was also asking for a better tomorrow. You see, Jabez didn't just want a title or a position. Now, I know we've been talking about leadership and we're believing that this is a year where, watch this, where God is going to raise up some leaders in this church. But he wasn't just asking for a title or position. What he wanted is he wanted people to see the contrast between his past and his present. He wanted people to see, watch this, that there was a time in his life where he was not blessed. Come on, wave at me if you know that there was a time in your life where you were not blessed. A time in your life where you didn't have two pennies to rub together. Come on, somebody. A time in life where your, your credit score was well below 500. Talk to me now. A time in your life where you couldn't get approved for anything. Can I hear an amen? And what Jabez wanted people to see is that there, are time, there was a time in my life where I was not blessed, but once God came into my life, I went from that season of not being blessed to being, walking in a season of favor. Come on, somebody. And here's what I believe that we need to pray. We need to pray that God will take us into a season of prayer. God will begin to, into a season of favor, into a season of blessing. Come on, somebody into a season of breakthrough that when you stand in 2016 you're going to say my 2016 was better than my 2015 my 2016 was better than my 2014 my 2016 was better than my 2010 can i hear a good amen we're believing god for a breakthrough in 2016 see in essence what jabez was really praying for is he wanted people to recognize the faithfulness of god and the favor of god in his life he wanted people to recognize that God's favor was on him. So he prayed for divine ennoblement. How many of you are going to start praying for God's favor? The second thing Jabez prayed for 
was not only divine and noble it, but he was praying for something called divine expansion. He cried out to the Lord, not only that, you would, that he would be blessed, but he also cried out to the Lord. He said, oh, that you would bless me, watch this, and that you would enlarge my borders. Enlarge my borders. Now, when I talk about enlarging your borders, I'm not talking about your waistline. Can I hear an amen? I mean, there's probably some of us going into this year like, I need to shrink my borders. Come on now. I'm one of them. God wants to shrink your natural border, but he wants to enlarge your spiritual border. Can I hear an amen? Tell your neighbor, it's time to enlarge our border. He asked the Lord to enlarge his border. This is significant for a few reasons. Number one, what Jabez was seeking was greater wealth and greater territory. Say that with me. Say greater wealth, greater territory. Jabez prayed this prayer because he recognized that positive influence started with him. And I said something in the beginning of this service is that before you can pray blessing over someone else, you got to pray blessing over yourself. Can we, can we talk about it? Before you can ask God to bless your kids, you got to ask God to bless you. Before you can ask God to get your kids on fire, you got to get on fire. Before you can ask God to get your spouse or your friends or your co-workers evangelized in the house of God, you better make sure you're in the house of God. Somebody say me first. I really believe that what Jabez was saying is saying, listen, if I'm going to be a positive influence in my community, I've got to know what blessing is. Come on, help me preach. Before I can be a positive influence in my family, before I could start influencing my cousins in them. I've got to step into this thing called blessing. Lord, before I can help others enlarge their territory, Lord, you've got to enlarge my territory first. Are you catching this word today? Somebody say enlarge my territory. See, I've discovered, watch this, that blessing gives something for people to talk about. Come on, somebody. How many have been hated on? You got a new car. You rolled up in a new car. Come on now. They're like, who, who, who's that trying to pull up with that little Beamer or whatever? That little, that little, that little SUV. Come on. So who's trying to pull up all, all flossy? Come on. Can I hear an amen? And they're hating on you. Hey, but at least they're talking. Come on, somebody. And I came to tell you that blessing gives people something to talk about. What are they saying about you? Are they saying that you're breaking through in prayer? Are they saying that you're getting closer to God? Are they saying that your marriage is doing better than ever? Come on, somebody. Are they saying that financial blessing is coming your way? Are they saying that you got that healing? Are they saying that your kids are getting saved? Are they saying that, hey, their borders are being enlarged? And if it's happening for them, I want it to happen for me. Somebody saying larger borders. That's good stuff. He recognized that it gives something for people to talk about. He said, Lord, enlarge my border. What was he really saying? He was saying, Lord, give me more influence. We've been talking about leaders. We've been talking about seeing leadership begin to rise up. But understand that leadership is influence. And you can either influence people for the good or you can influence them for 
the negative. Jabez, he wanted this blessing. He wanted these larger borders. Watch this, because he was seeking to lead and direct his people. He wanted to lead. He was from a prestigious tribe called the tribe of Judah. And he wanted to take his place in the tribe of Judah. He wanted to take his position. This is good preaching today. Look at your neighbor and tell him, you got to take your place. You've got you to rise up this year. And he was saying, Lord, I, I want to enlarge my territory because I want to enlarge my influence because I want to be the leader that you've called me to be. I want to be the influencer that you've called me to be. I don't want to influence people for the negative. I want to influence people for the positive. And what I admire about this prayer, that even though this prayer seems selfish, it seems selfish. But how many know it wasn't selfish? It wasn't just for him. He recognized that if he could take his place in leadership, that if he would step up, those following him would step up as well. And here's what I want to say to some of you here this morning. This is your year. This is your year. I came to remove frustration from your life. I came to let you know that the ceiling over you is an invisible ceiling. It's not a real lid. I came to break that glass and let you know that this is your year to rise up in your family. This is your year to rise up on your business. This is your year to rise up in this church. Come on, somebody. We need some influencers to begin to rise up. We need some leaders to begin to rise up. We need some people to rise up and say, God, enlarge my territory because I know you want to use me in a mighty way. Woo! Somebody say, enlarge your territory. What a word. Right about now, you might be saying, man, this is a selfish prayer, but it's not a selfish prayer. You might be saying, Pastor, what's so special about this prayer? Everybody wants this. Everybody desires this. But what we find in the scripture is that the scripture says this about Jabez. That he was an honorable man. I believe that here today we have some honorable men. We have some honorable women in the house of the Lord. And the Bible says about Jabez that he was honorable. Everybody say honorable. What made this prayer so honorable? Well, this third point is that Jabez not only sought to have larger borders, watch this, but he wasn't afraid of increased responsibility. And we live in a day where people want more, but they want less responsibility. Look at the lotto. Some of you were dreaming last night, boy. You were standing in line. Come on, talk to me, somebody. It's all right. You're not going to go to hell, but you know you ain't right. You know you ain't right. You, you were waiting in line. You said 900 million, a billion. Oh, my God. That, that's Half of that's 400 million after taxes. Can I hear an amen? And I'm going to give pookie in them this much, and I'm going to give my church that much, and I'm going to... You were fantasizing, man. Come on, somebody. You know that 85% of people who win the lottery go broke in two years? Because they want larger borders, but they don't want increased responsibility. And they don't want the mess. Watch this. Watch this. This is good stuff. They don't want the mess that comes with success. Jabez was honorable because he said, I'll take 
the enlarged borders, but I'm also willing to take the responsibility to keep up the land, to take care of the territory. See, what Jabez was seeking was a greater share in the covenant of his people. He wanted more of what God was blessing his people with. There's some people that say, man, I wish I had Pastor Al's, you know, you know that saying, they say the grass is greener on the other side, you know, and they look at me and they say, you know, I wish I had Pastor Al's grass. I wish I had Sister Georgina's grass. They got some nice grass. Let me tell you something about my grass <laughs> since we're talking about it. If you want my grass, you better want my water bill. And you know what Jabez was saying? He's saying, I want the grass, but I want the water bill too. I'm willing to pay the price for what God wants to give me in 2016. I'm not going to take any shortcuts this year. Uh-uh. I believe God wants to give me the better marriage, so I'm going to pay the price. I believe that God wants to save my children, so I'm going to pay the price. I believe that God wants to bless me financially, I'm going to pay the price. Is there anyone here that understands that in order to have revival, you need a group of people that will rise up and take responsibility for the revival that God wants to bring? I believe that God is going to send revival to our church because there are a group of people at Victory Outreach San Diego that are willing to pay the price in prayer. They're willing to fast. They're willing to be faithful. They're willing to serve. They're willing to give. Lord, send the rain. Send the revival. Send the breakthrough. Enlarge the territory. Woo. Terry neighbor, let's pay the price. Let's pay the price. Let's get the grass, but let's take the water bill, too. Are you hearing me? Jabez didn't have a half-price mentality. He was willing to pay full price. Somebody say, full price. Leonard Ravenhill said there are no discounts on a revolution of soul. There are no discounts. There are no half prices on revolution. There are no half prices on change. You've got to pay the full price. Can I hear an amen? Let's give God one more good praise. I'm almost done. The third thing today is that Jabez also prayed for divine empowerment. He cried out, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my borders. Watch this. And that your hand might be with me. That your hand. Somebody say God's hand. Throughout the Old Testament, God's intervention was always associated with his hand. His hand was either, watch this, either against you or his hand was for you. His hand was either against you. And how many know if God's against you, you ain't going to get nothing done? Come on, somebody. But how many know if, it, if his hand is for you, ain't no devil in hell going to stop you either? Somebody say God's hand. Come on, let me see that hand. Let me see your hand. That's God. See, I need God's hand. God's intervention represent power, control, and skill. What Jabez was asking, he was saying, listen, God, I don't want to feel less and less of your hand on my life while I taste more and more success in my life. 
Sometimes we say these prayers for blessing, and then we get the blessing, and we move away from being underneath his hand. And what Jabez was saying is this, I want the blessing. How many of you want the blessing? But I also want the hand. I want the blessing, but I want to stay under the covering. I want the blessing, but I want to stay in church. I want the blessing, but I want to stay in the ministry. I want the blessing, but I want to stay in the marriage. Talk to me, somebody. I want the blessing, young person. You want the blessing, but I'm going to stay in the house. I think if you're a young person here today and, you know, you grew up in a, in a godly home, don't move out till you get married. Shoot. Shoot. Free rent. Mom's cooking. Even if you don't get married till you're 35. Say, well, I don't want to be under their rules. I don't want to come to church. You come to church because the blessing is in the house of God. Stay under the glory. Come on, somebody. Stay under the favor. Stay under the blessing of your parents and under the hand of God. Come on, somebody. You could stay with us. I tell I want my kids, I want all my kids living with me. Because they're never getting married. Well, now, word. <laughs> Jabez said, I want the blessing, but I need your hand, God. I want the blessing, but I got to stay under your favor. I got to stay under your hand. It's sad that sometimes there's those who would rather have the success of the world than the significance of God's hand. They'd rather have what the world has to offer. They, they kind of sell out. How many know at least one or two Christians that, you know, that have actually sell, sold out, right? They've gotten away from the guidance of God, and they'd rather have the world's ambition than God's will. And sometimes you see that when they get out from under the hand, watch this, the success doesn't last. It's only for a season. You know what I believe that God is saying to us, church, is that he wants to give us good success. What is good success? Success is success that lasts. Success that goes from generation to generation. The success that's so good in your life, watch this, that your grandkids and your great-grandkids are going to be eating from trees that you plant today. Oh, come on and thank God for that word. Your kids and your grandkids. Come on, your little grandbabies, they're not even here yet. Come on, can I hear an amen? But you are planting in the right field, and God is going to bless you, and God is going to increase you, and one day these grandchildren are going to rise up, and they're going to say, who's responsible for all the goodness of God in our family? Who's responsible for all this blessing? Who's responsible for all this favor? And they say, you know your grandma that went to be with the Lord, she planted a tree way back in 2015 2016 and she was faithful to the things of God can I hear an amen and she had a vision that was bigger than her she was thinking about you Woo! somebody say God's hand and as they come to the keyboard how many are ready to pray these things in oh man how many believe this is going to be a great year how many believe this is going to be a great year? Say that with me. Say, pray it in. 
man, you better, you better be here tonight. At least come for a little while praying it in. Come tonight and, and pray and say, Lord, I'm planting a tree of prayer. I, I, I'm, pl I'm planting some blessing in my life. And, and, and even if you're single, come on, single guys, you got to start praying her in. Ladies, you need to start praying him in. Some of the ladies, they say, Pastor, they complain to me. There's no good guys in the church. But I believe. I believe. Come on, somebody. Some of the guys are like, what do you mean there's no good guys? I see some chest pop out right now. She don't want a flesh monster, bruh. She don't want a flesh she wants a warrior. She wants a soldier. She wants a man of prayer. She wants a Jabez to begin to rise up. Woo! Come on, pastor's preaching good this morning, isn't it? Someone say pray it in. Pray those kids in, man. Pray in those finances. Pray in that healing, man. Let's plant a tree of prayer. Can I hear an amen? And then the final thing is Jabez prayed for divine enablement. He says, oh, that you might bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me. Watch this. And that you might keep me from evil, that it might not hurt me. That it might not hurt me. You know what he was praying for? Protection. Protection. Sometimes we don't go forward because we're afraid. Sometimes we don't go forward because life has been hard. Life has been tough. I, I'm with you. I get it. I understand. I know what you feel. Maybe even more so in some ways. I know it's hard. But the Bible tells me that if God be for us, who could be against us? Greater is he that is in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Come on. It says, love the Lord and forget not all his benefits. Can I hear an amen? It says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and they are safe. The Bible says, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. The Bible says, weeping may endure for the night. Come on. But joy comes in the morning time. It says, his mercy is new every morning. Come on, somebody. We serve a God that's going to take good care of you. We serve a God that's going to take good care of your little babies. We serve a God that's going to take care of you. Say this with me. Say, fear not. Jesus looked at his disciples and said, fear not, my little flock. Fear not, my little flock. It says, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Not his pleasure, his good pleasure. Somebody say good pleasure. Put your hand on your heart with me. Say, it's my Father's good pleasure to give me the kingdom. He's watching over you. He's got his hand on you. Stay under his hand. Stay under his favor. Stay under his blessing. If you're here this morning, say, Pastor, this is God's word for me. And I want to begin to build a garden of prayer. I want to begin to build a legacy of prayer. I'm going to pray these things into my life.
Maybe you need favor. Maybe you need breakthrough. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need restoration. There could be some people who need some spiritual healing in your life this morning. But listen, you don't even fear. God is with you. God loves you. We love you. You come on up to this altar and you spend a little bit of time with the Lord today.